0: Re, rewrite re- re, re, re write it Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though.
1: And gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the rewriters room. We are the men with the pen. It's the boy armand leader of all my niggas hate carry on Cross Hive, leader of Donda is okay, but it's more so fuck that nigga Kanye Hive. Uh leader of um many different hives. But I'm here, I'm here with my guys. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh Sunday, not to date this episode. But uh blessed to be here. Looking forward to a fun wrestling conversation cc how are you feeling bro
0: oh man i'm chilling like a motherfucking villain what's good job boys this is cc the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world god body because i consume healthy products and do so curls but nevertheless ever to the earth the philanthropist, and every praise i say is legit my amethyst you could put any nigga next to me dope ass women right over there gonna look right over here and be like girl oh man, it's just Hey, I may talk a lot, only got one thing to say, love yourself, keep going. You are the world, give all you can, take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where my motherfucking man, Grand chat.
2: We're here. Walter, Imperium, Brigade. Walter stateside, people. That means one thing only. Walter is your next NXT champion. I know we've been waiting for it. I know it's been a long time coming. I know you guys are worried like Imperium's here, but Walter's not. But he's here now. So Walter's taking care of it. He's going to take the bet off Cross quick and easy. Don't, I mean, off Joe, sorry, quick and easy, no problems. Um, and then we'll finally have a true champion, you know, a champion that people can get behind, you know, someone the kids can look up to. Um, so I'm excited. I mean, it was a big win for us last week, a bigger win coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, just know where you heard it here first. Word. Talk about it. Talk about it.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, okay. we are we are also blessed uh, with the presence of one half of the war report. We have the man, the comeback spot, aka all elite quan, aka quan here. Quan, how you feeling, bro?
3: What's up, guys? I'm happy to be here. Let's have, let's have a good podcast. That's all.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are <laughs> the, we best have, intro. the best intro. You're right. Intro. <laughs> just a real chill, real. Chill, that was chill.
0: the
3: best I, one. I, I was yeah. trying to I was try to get something creative, and I was just like, you know what? Uh, nah,
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's right? funny because, like, because that's what they do going into RAW. They're like, I could do creative, but like, nah, <laughs> nah. want a, a rematch. <laughs> let's, let's,
1: it back. let's give you another Damian Priest John Morrison
0: match. I want
1: yeah, Marco. <laughs> Uh, of course we got to plug our patreon you can hit up patreon backslash the a show rnc for bonus a show content bonus war report content bonus rewriters room content spot callers everything we got for you you can join for as little as three dollars i believe or you could pay the 50 and be a hall of famer and get a guaranteed spot on one of these shows and hey you could end up choosing the rewriters room we would love to have you but make sure you subscribe to that patreon now for our pre-read, there is a lot to discuss. A lot has happened over the last three weeks. We've had CM Punk's debut, SummerSlam, NXT TakeOver, the Raw after SummerSlam, and there's been another week of CM Punk and Raw. So some things, some things might be a little outdated, but we're going to dabble in all of it just give some quick hits on it and have some discussions on it. So um, I want to start with you, Chan, because you've got something very interesting written here. Um, so yeah,
2: please, please kick us off in our, in our pre Um, I guess I'll just start as simple as I know how it's just as I, I can phrase it the way it was phrased to me. Um, so you'd like to talk to your kids about Cameron Grimes, you know, um, you're feeling excited. You're feeling that sensation, that unease, but you don't, you don't want to like give them too much information. Cause it hasn't happened yet, but you do want to kind of let them know what's coming. Um, and so what I'll say is this, you're looking at a future mid-card legend, you know, as the intrepid mid-card reporter, you're looking at someone in Cameron Grimes, who's definitely going to be a five plus time tag team champion with whoever the equivalent of the big show is that's coming. Um, you're looking for a multiple time money in the bank match participant, maybe even a one-time winner. You're looking at a six pack challenge veteran, just every IC title, multi man, five, four, three Cameron Grimes will have them. Underneath his belt. And I'm, for one, I'm excited. You know, I love someone who's purely, like, character over. You know, I love someone who tr- truly just commits to the bit. And I think that's something we should recognize now. And I think it's time for us to really give him the credit he deserves. Move set is insane. Like, finisher is nice. You know, that, like, crossbody, spinning, whatever the fuck you call it, is wild. Um, I think he's, like, pretty good on the mic. You know, he's got a good gimmick that he's had to pivot at least once, showing he's versatile. I just think Cameron Grimes is everything. And I think, while I do think you know tna la night is a bit beneath him i am glad that he got like the pay-per-view shine the pay-per-view win got the fake belt but you know who has who hasn't who hasn't who hasn't gotten some fake off before you know in in honor of a flex so you know i'm happy for cameron Grimes. i'm right i think at this point you know he probably won't get the nxt championship so send him to the main roster you know let him feud with the miz let him feud with you know um i don't fucking know nikki cross just give them you know some chad gable otis matches street profit segments i just think you got everything there i think you have a ready-made mid card he'll be in all the stupid wwe commercials you know they'll do little smart spots for snickers and you know stinger energy drink shout out to my real smackdown fans and stinger who is watching sunday night heat you know i remember y'all um but yeah i'm just really excited for Cameron Garden. i think he's up next
3: you know what's cool about uh Cameron Grimes too? Cameron Grimes' character work is so good you forget he's a good wrestler. Like you know, yeah. usually it's like one or the other. Either you're like yeah. a really good wrestler, you don't have much personality, or you have all the personality and you're just like a so like you're a wrestler who gets by, like Miz right. or uh or like a MJF or something like that. And then you got a guy like Cameron Grimes who's like he's fantastic on the like, mic. He's so good you almost forget like he's also, that dude can wrestle as his he ass. He's busy. Yeah. He gets busy. Exactly. I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I think yeah. he has a, a lot of lo- lo- longevity. You know, if he stays healthy and he stays yeah. out of trouble, don't do no stupid shit. I could see him, you know, I feel I, I'm, I'm right with you. Mid-card yeah. legends. <laughs> Card legend. It's coming.
1: Interesting. Okay. It, it, it sounded slanderous to an extent, Chan. I'm not gonna lie; like it sounded, it sounded like there was a little slander in in there. It's just a little. I love bit. the mid car.
2: We talking about Dolph. I, is my I, favorite I know, wrestler. What are you talking about? That's the I nice know you praise. Do.
1: I can give someone, but it's <laughs> like to relegate someone to the mid car you makes it sound like you don't think they have
0: upper. No. Well, no. Here's just, the thing. Here's the thing. There's some people who are always in the championship picture that that do not have what it takes to get across those that character work and the mm-hmm. stuff that it takes to get across stuff in the card. Mm-hmm. So while they're at the championship level, I look at it more as like just this area over here rather than higher, because a lot of them can do what the championship guys can do. But the ch- there's a lot of championship guys who can't do what they do. Like Bobby Lashley can't come in and do fucking character work.
2: Yeah, No, that's He's not going to happen. Leave them sisters like,
0: alone. Leave that alone. Man. Like, you got to, like, there's a there's certain skills that they have, which is why I like somebody like the Miz. Because it's just, like, you could put a mic in that motherfucker's hand, and as long as it's two other ears that's other than his ears, that motherfucker going to have that motherfucking other that other motherfucking brain work. Like, that's how it's going to go. Like, he's just, he can talk your ass off. You know how to do it. And it's just certain skills like that. So I see what you, like, the whole time, I see what you're saying. It's funny because the very first time I saw him, I saw him in his character, and I was like, "That motherfucker's not going past the midcard or whatever." But <laughs> I watched him, I watched him a couple of times after that, and I was like, "Oh, so when you said what you just said, I was like, okay, that validated which I thought, which is just like, oh, this nigga would run the midcard. Like he would be, he would be one of those characters. He's going to be one of those. It's funny that you say you want to talk to your kids about Cameron Grimes." Cameron Grimes is going to be one of those characters that all the kids remember from when they were younger and they still know him, you know, and talk about him. Like, how we talk about, like, Jeff Hardy and shit, you know, how we say, like, niggas just know Jeff Hardy. That nigga could be like that. Not, like, to the level, but, like, just how you just know him amongst the people who watch yeah.
1: You know, that's that's, and he that, can, that's a really good parallel to draw. And that, that makes yeah. it
0: sound a little better for me.
2: Okay. Yeah. His okay. his thing of being a mid card is not based off his talent. it's just based off his physical profile and who Vince makes main eventers. Like, right. it's not, it's, it's, if he was, you know, 6'5, 250, he would be a main. But Vince is not going to leave, you know, the Universal title on Cameron Grimes for a year. That's just never going to happen. Like, I, while I would love to see that, that's never going to happen. Like, nope. it's, he'll get a run with the title, like, a, you know, Chris Jericho, he'll pop up and then bubble up but then bubble back down bubble up bubble back down but yeah i, I just don't think he has the physical stature that which is going to leave yeah.
3: you know who he is he's sammy zane it just yeah Sami exactly Zayn, exactly that's exactly you yeah. yeah. he just Sami Zayn. exactly
2: that's a great parallel and i, fucking and I love, love, love sammy Zayn.
1: <laughs> Cause, cause <laughs> I, I was gonna say because i think we would all love to see sammy zane beat wwe champion but it'll be like it's kind of like it's a dream but when it happens, like
2: yeah. mm. I want to see him win it, but not be it. Like I just need him to win it, and then he can
1: just lose it right afterward. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: You know what? I'm, yeah. I'm 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 starting
1: to vibe with this a little more. But you um, know what's
0: crazy though? Now I want to see Cameron Grimes and Sami Zayn. That would be yeah. great. Like in, great like, feud.
1: feud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be such a great feud. Oh <laughs> my! Have they wrestled
3: each other before? They must have. Like outside of WWE. Probably. Probably. Independent. I'm sure. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm sure. yeah. Probably we'll at some see. point um but Quan, for you of everything that's happened the last three weeks what's what's the one thing that's like on your mind that you would want to talk about and bring to the show and bring your opinion on and like you being the aw guy like what like what what's on your mind man
3: um i don't I actually don't want to talk about aw uh I'm more so uh nxt um i think people y'all gotta relax and breathe for a second People are making a lot of assumptions
1: mm-hmm.
3: based off shit. We don't even know. You yeah. wasn't at the meeting. You, people are saying Triple H has no control and this is all Nick Khan and visit Man taking over NXT, which is, you know, it's cap. They have it in like, this is tri- Like Nick Khan straight up said, this is Triple H's vision. This is what he wants to do. I think people just got to slow down. People are already yeah. talking about this brand is dead. Like, yo, chill, man. This isn't the first time NXT's had a fucking, uh, or a little, a, little re- a reboot, you know what I mean? Like, give it, give it a second. You like, yeah. What? Look, look at what NXT had done for y'all for what damn near what eight years now. Like, you gonna turn your back now? Yeah. Just because they don't want to yeah. sign, you know, effie or they don't want to fucking sign, you know, uh, whatever dork off the Indies <laughs> that who had no personality <laughs> just because he can wrestle good uh-huh. like Wheeler Yuta or some shit like that.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I know. also love. I was thinking about this too. And I meant to tweet dessert today, but I love how like the basis of Triple H doesn't like this is purely because it's like, more black. It's like, oh, Triple H doesn't like rap music. It's like, how the fuck do you know Triple H doesn't yeah, like rap music? You don't know like, that, man, bro. Like, it's, it's nothing based off, like, his he said. It's purely like, oh, this is, like, too urban. The last logo was black and golden head. It's like, <laughs> Triple H, he had dx You heard DX's intro music? Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, yeah, Triple H likes black he, people's he, shit. It's like, you don't also, know him. Like, he's like, on
3: Wale's mixtape, bro. Like, you're yeah. yeah. on the mixtape. Like,
2: <laughs> we know firsthand J5
1: has told us Triple H asked for Wale to be there yeah, like for Street about. Profits. Like Triple H requests Wale's presence right. for certain things. So it's like to say Triple H is out of touch or doesn't want these things. It's like, is that like that yeah. and the whole hashtag knowing Vince or people think they know what Vince wants? It's the funny. Do, it's the funniest yeah. shit in the yeah. world. Triple H isn't a
2: bigot. He just like like you just not only you just don't like it, but don't make Triple H a bigot because you don't like the logo. (laughs) People just
1: be projecting this shit on these people that they don't know. Like (laughs) it's 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 fascinating. It's fascinating. But I 100 percent agree with you. We talked about this on our last episode. Like people are so just like. They're horny for
3: they're horny for NXT to fail for some reason. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, bro,
1: <laughs> l- you got to look at the material. Look at what they've given us, and look at what they have right now. Bro, they
3: that- gave us a banger literally this on Sunday. They literally just gave us banger. The, like, a banger. Yo, t- yo, to me,
1: to me, Takeover was better than than Summerslam. It's, I hope that's not a hot take. Yeah, I'm, I'm that's usually that. how that goes. That's like ninety yeah. percent of it. Whenever <laughs> they're compared, that. that's usually that. How takeover goes, yeah. was like. To SummerSlam, I watch and I enjoyed, it. and like I fell asleep midway through, so I had to watch it like the next day. But Takeover, I was locked in the yeah, entire
0: time. Watch it.
2: yeah, and it's the simply not as long. Time.
1: It's just not four hours long,
2: too. Like it's just at a certain point. Right. Of course, like <laughs>
1: like, like there's certain things that work. that <laughs> works in NXT's favor, but like match quality, drama, just oh, like I was like, yo, this shit is what did like. It was it was crack. So. I 100% agree with you, Like, people got to chill on this NXT shit. Like, NXT is, has been fine. They've lost incredible talents and they've been fine and they're going to Tur-
3: be fine. Turned out fine. This it, it happens every couple of years with NXT. Yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of guys and then they just build up some new guys. Mm-hmm. And I just want you, I don't know if y'all saw that video, uh, the, uh, the the tryouts in Vegas and all the people they signed. I just want y'all to notice how many black people they signed. Hey, I would don't say like start 50 percent of them are like black people. I'm just letting you all, I'm letting y'all know now. I know people who listen to this podcast are they already know, but like mm-hmm. WB is about to get a lot blacker. I'm telling y'all this right now. In the next couple of years, you're gonna see it. it's, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be a lot. They went the rolling loud. <laughs> You know it's I mean? about money, <laughs> yo, bag talk, I was like,
0: yo, baby, yo what, is, what was that move about? When I saw that, I was like, what y'all niggas trying to do? Some you bread. It's about to, making you know some Oh, we know.
2: We know. I see a market that's exploitable. Nick, Nick it's
1: not
3: Con being stressed. catered too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Look, Nikon Khan saw what they were doing over in Jacksonville. He's like, look, they're clearly catering to a whole different it's, fucking... Yep. <laughs> uh demogra- demographic over there. Why don't we get fuck with you know women? Yes. They don't fuck they don't fuck with women over there. Nope. And why don't we get you know more POC? They don't they don't fuck with POC over there. We, mm. if they want that over there, they can have that. We're in 2021. <laughs> We're yes. fucking with this now.
0: There you go. Simple as that.
1: CC uh-huh. you? Oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was ahead. gonna say
0: the last note I was gonna say that keeps you having good PR or whatever because you're the company that puts POC on now whatever, Regardless of the rest of the shit that you do. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it is now
1: uh, Smart. So, Easy for you, you're you're pre-write. You've got something interesting written
0: here as well, so I would love for you to yeah. get on it. Just like Chan, I'm going to read the shit out how I wrote it, man. <clears throat> the three of you tried your hardest to carry the company through and post-pandemic. Through the pandemic and post-pandemic, mm. you tried your hardest. And where did that lead you? Back to Becky Lynch, motherfucker. <laughs> um... I, you know, I, that was super dramatic, but I'm just saying that to say I'm not trying to sit on any of the horse woman because obviously all legends in my eyes and shit like that. But, um, there's a certain thing that was missing that Becky just has, like, and it was funny because when she turned it on, um, that's the reason why, like, the that night when I saw her with the blood on her face, I was like, oh, she's the fuck out of here. Like, there's no way she's never going past this level ever again. Like, she's gone. Like, Uh, and what it was is just that, like, you gotta have somebody who's on that, like, I don't give a fuck, I'm just out here type of energy or whatever. Like, if you see it, like, KO kind of has that, but, um, you know, because it's just how shit goes or whatever, they don't see him having that on the superstar level. Becky has that shit on the superstar level or whatever. And, um, if you look at the pandemic, and what was happening is like you saw the three horse women they were playing like characters you know like they had to like go into one part of the or at least go into one part of their personality and that was you know the iteration of themselves or whatever whereas becky is like kind of a breaking the fourth wall kind of character or whatever whereas she's not she doesn't really have like a gimmick or anything like that she's just like i want the championship i'm gonna be some ass or whatever just kind of how like stone cold was or whatever which is why they draw the comparison and it's just like it was for me i would say for me it was getting stale all the character work and all like the kind of storytelling, or whatever i kind of wanted to see somebody just coming in like just be some ass or whatever that's why um i forgot which one of you guys said it was probably both of you guys when we were talking about um how she beat bianca but how that was like actually smart the way it was done because i thought that was the that was the most important Mm -hmm. thing it's just like you have to if it were like soon as I thought about it, I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 this all makes sense. Because if you think about it, you have to think about who Becky Lynch's character is, like, like how she is or whatever. It's just like this nigga's like Stone Cold. It's just like she came to if she came to win the championship, she probably setting you up, my nigga. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she about to do something, you know, or whatever. So she boom, wham, bam, bomb, got her or whatever. It's just like that fits with Becky's character and keeps her on top, and it doesn't really make Bianca look. Uh, bad because it's more of a caught off guard. You're the rookie kind of situation. Yeah. So it's more, yeah, it's more of like experience than less. Let's, let's be pressing. honest.
1: I'm sorry to cut you off. Let's be honest. No, go ahead. Becky really got over because of that heel turn in 2018. She, she got over to the point where she was so popular that they had to babyface her. But throughout her run, her attitude, her being the man, that's heel as shit. So her, you know, her year long run. When Shana came around and how cocky she was, like, she's always done, she's stone cold. She's the female stone cold. She says and does heel as shit, but she's so over that you have to babyface her. So her coming back after being away, what, 16 months? And doing what she did to Bianca, it made perfect sense to me. Like, you know, everyone's doing this racial angle shit. All Black people are being torn down. And look, I hate to see a Black woman lose. Absolutely. I, I hate to see it. But- when I think about what the story can be, and when I think about how Bianca can potentially overcome this, I'm excited for it. Like, I'm like, people are so precious with these wrestlers that, oh, they can't lose. Bianca was a dominant champion for what? Six months. Uh, She won in April, four months, four months. Hmm. Like she she was dominant. She beat Bailey. She beat Sasha for the title. She cooked Carmelo, which we love. It's like, she, she was really strong. And it's like, I think we're so used to seeing these champions get long reigns that we're like, oh, when you don't get a long reign, they screwed you over. No, Drew, like, like you, you, you. The Rock. Part of what we loved about Bianca was how her, her rise up to getting to the SmackDown Women's Champion. All those promos Then she came on the show. She beat Bailey. She won the Royal Rumble. You love the chase for those baby faces. You love the chase. Becky is the perfect heel for Bianca, too. Because Becky was is arguably the biggest woman WWE has ever seen. And Bianca is the biggest woman right now. Biggest black woman right now. Arguably the biggest mm-hmm. woman. So putting those two against each other. They're perfect foils. They're perfect foils. So, like, I'm not. Like, a lot of people are upset about what happened to Bianca. I'm not. I'm really not. Like, it, like, it sucked to see. But when I thought about what the storyline and the feud could be. If we get three months of this, that's must-see TV
0: every week. Every yeah. single, between the promo,
1: the matches, like it's must see TV.
0: Yep, and I'm gonna take you even deeper. I'm gonna take you deeper than rap. Mm-hmm. Here's <laughs> here's why it's even. Here's why it's even better, bro. You know, I need the Rick Ross. I'm gonna put the Rick Ross deeper on this shit. After <laughs> but um, but bruh, think about what this does for Bianca's character now. Her character can grow because she just got beat by a surprise attack from a veteran. And she's the rookie, which means she now has to do what? Have you ever seen any movie where there's an older person and then there's a rookie? What always happens in the story? The rookie smartens up and learns how to do some dirty shit or like some cool shit. She's going to exactly. have, she's going to get a new move set. She's going to have new attitude to be able to talk a new way. Like, you got to understand, this is doing so much for Bianca. This is why I said, where did it lead you? Back to me or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Sasha did a lot for Bianca. But when you look at it or whatever, what Beyond, like what this Becky and, and Bianca thing is about to do or whatever is going to be bigger because Becky's character is, like you said, like she does heal his shit but gets over as a face or whatever. Which means at the end of the day, it's kind of like her moves and how she wins is validated. And Bianca's going to pick up on that and be like, okay, I need to do some shit that's kind of blah, 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 blah. And, like, do you, like, and if you thought her moveset was fire now, wait till you see what she turns into after this shit. This is what I'm telling you. Like we know what the fuck we talking about, bro. Like I don't mm. mean to brag or no shit like that, but it's just like niggas be sitting, niggas been watching this shit day lives, So we like we know what's right and what's not right. If yeah. WWE is going down the right path, that all of us are kind of thinking right now, whatever. This is one of those stories where it's just like, okay, so here's I'm explaining to you right now. I'm I'm rewatching Raw right now. I I just watched September 27, 1998 with the moment where The Rock gets that pop. Where you like, oh this motherfucker's like a star. Like, you realize he's a star. And then the next week on Raw, him and him and Austin have that first moment where they look each other in the eyes. And Austin feels it so much, he kind of breaks character and smiles a little bit, but, like, turns it into his character smiling at The Rock. But you can tell that he broke for a little bit. And it's like, once you get that energy, that shit is crazy. This is that moment for Bianca. Like, y'all thought she was fucking over? Nah, nigga. This is, like, the moment where she becomes cemented. And, like, she's always going to be, like, when she said, did she say she wanted to be all for the uh, the horsewoman or whatever? Yeah, mm-hmm. she gonna beat her. It's because she, she got two her. already, bro. She the fifth element, my nigga. So I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, and, right. and so the, this this shows how the much they element.
1: they trust Bianca, too. To put her with Becky, Becky on returning Becky, to put her with a returning Becky, that shows how much they
0: trust her. Like, did you, you, you see the last that last match that she caught? Did you? Because uh, unfortunately, I can see her calling, but did you see her call like her calling that last match with fucking Liv? How they were telling, like, how she, like, she was like, no, nah, no, nah, do this again. Like, hit me again. Like, blah, 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 Like, she was, like, really making sure the story gets told. This motherfucker, man, go ahead, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> go ahead, yeah, go
2: ahead. Y'all go ahead. One thing I'll say is that, um, you know how you know W is screwing Bianca over? Because she still works there. Because they they'll fire you. <laughs> like <laughs> They're not putting her on rolling loud to screw her over a month later. Like that's that doesn't even make sense. Come on, bro. Like, that's, like like just let's take breathe for a second. I know you have an emotional response. I did too. It was visceral. It felt anti-black. Like I see you, but you have to take a step back and be like, okay, like this is actually scripted. This is a storyline that needs to play out. It's not done. This is one match. Breathe. Keep it moving. And we but also like-
1: <laughs> we also know it was a last minute change, too. And it's like right. for a last minute change. At SummerSlam, you're not gonna give us a
0: Bianca Carmella match. Yeah,
1: yeah. hell, fucking
0: yeah. We we've already had that. to watch. Never mind. I we've say. seen that. I'm not gonna disrespect. What I'm the not fuck is.
1: For the women, like, cause we saw a Charlotte Ray, ah. Nick, we've seen combinations of that. So, like, for the women, as invested in the women as they are now, you're not gonna give us a Bianca Carmella match. You're going to make it biggest, you're gonna make it something people talk about. Think about and wait to see what happens on SmackDown later. Of course, you bring back Becky. Of course, Bianca loses. Unfortunately, of course, Bianca loses because she hasn't faced any adversity as the champion. That's that's what we like to see for the people we're investing. We like to see them overcome adversity. She cooked Sasha, she cooked Bailey, she cooked Carmella. At this point, it's like, yo, put her with the big dogs. It's like when I predicted Drew Goldberg. Drew was running through everybody. It was like, yo, I want to see Drew versus Goldberg. They gave us Drew versus Goldberg. He overcame Goldberg. Obviously, Becky and Goldberg are two very different things, but they're big acts that people like to see that they're invested in. Of course, you put Bianca versus Becky, and, like, you want to see a long-term feud between them. Like, I I think their first match, Becky's probably going to win on some underhanded shit, but, like, we're going to see two more after that, and it's going to be heat. Like, I'm really excited
0: for it. And you, so you just supported exactly what the fuck, because you see it too, my nigga. If she gonna win on some underhanded shit, then uh, obviously what is gonna think to win the next joint. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's right, fucking WWE. Probably saw it. They was like, oh shit, wait, hold on. This Sasha shit is a gift, nigga. Hold on, <laughs> wait. Like, let's make this work real quick.
2: And I got one thing to say. We can let it go after this, but I'm also very much so looking forward to the fast lane main event. It will be Montez Ford and Bianca Belair versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Really looking forward to that because that's definitely happening. Put a pin in that. that. I need that. You I put a pin that. in that. I need that. Grandpa Chan told you that. Yeah, like, for free. Yeah, for free. And, and we, we know Becky
1: didn't fuck with a couple shit early on when she first became champion and Seth was champion. But I feel like now, if her and Seth are heels and Montez and are faces, psh, come, on, come, on,
2: come on. Come on.
1: Come on. Come um, on. Come on. But for me, For my free ride. I just want to talk about how my 2021 2021 resolution came true. And that was for a John Morrison solo push. Miz is a hoe. (laughs) Morrison better never trust that nigga again. But Miz turned on Morrison. They're going to have a match on Raw. And I think Miz might go over, but I think it's going to serve Morrison very, very well. I would love to see Morrison versus Ricochet. Morrison versus Ali, and then Morrison go to SmackDown, Morrison versus Shinsuke, Morrison versus Apollo, Morrison versus KO, Morrison versus Sami Zayn, give John Morrison that intercontinental title, give him a three-month feud with Shinsuke, where Shinsuke is doing the crown shit, Boogs with his music shit, Morrison rapping, Johnny Drip Drip, come on, come, like, you, you got to give us a song battle at that point, give, give us the Morrison-Boogs versus. Give Kenny's it to us.
0: orgasm right now. Give
1: it to us. <laughs> give it to us. The streets need that. I, I love John Morrison. He has elevated his character, his promos, his in ring is obviously just that. It's it's you you can't debate it. Like, give us the John Morrison solo push that I think the streets need because he's over, and that's that's undeniable. He is over. People fuck with that nigga, so that's what I need to see.
2: And they'll get it, and you'll get a nice TLC come December. Nice ladder match. Mm-hmm. Morrison Senske probably have you know Frankie Monet debut. Screw him so Johnny can win. That's his new valet. She's mm-hmm. in the women's division. He's got the icy title. I see it. Yes, sir, I see it.
0: Have John and Finn gone at it before? No.
1: Not Give him. us that too. Mm-hmm. Give us that too. You you remember? I think it was in two thousand eight when John Morrison was like. Cooking on SmackDown, they gave him that world title match against Jeff Hardy. That CM Punk ended up oh, yeah. interrupting. That we're gonna we talk about Punk later, but like, give us if Finn ends up winning the Universal title at some point, give us Balor versus Morrison for the Universal title. I, I, I'm with it. I, I'm all in.
2: I would Ka- like to see it,
1: quan What you think? What do you think about Morrison? Uh, man, um, oh, I like I like Morrison.
3: I do like Morrison. In ring, uh, I think he's a little too goofy for my liking. I don't, I don't like the whole dripstick, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I think he's a fantastic worker, though. I like that little series he had with Ricochet shows he still can wrestle at a high level, even you know, he's been doing this for what damn near 20 years at this point. Most of my life for <laughs> close, close, close to it, he's been wrestling. Huh. Um, hey, look, if they want to send him to SmackDown, they need to split him, him and Miz up. I don't want to see this go on for months. Let's have this match. Let's get uh, Morrison drafted to SmackDown. Like, but the, the, all those matchups you named, I'm cool with it. I'm down with it. I would love to see him versus, uh, you know, Shinsuke. Him versus Kevin Owens. Him versus Sammy. Whatever. That I'm cool with that. I don't know about Universal Championship. I don't. I don't think he's on that level up there. He's not fucking with Roman. He's not fucking with Brock. You know what I mean? He ain't on that level.
0: Especially, but, especially if he goes to SmackDown. SmackDown. Is SmackDown. That,
3: that main event SmackDown right now is crazy.
0: Like. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty,
1: it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, I fuck with Morrison though, I do. But hey, man, you can insert him for a one-off on on SmackDown. You don't like, don't give him a pay-per-view match. Give him a, give him a SmackDown match. Someone can interrupt it because, and this kind of leads into my free ride, and I, I want to talk about Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor came out during the Reigns' family, Roman Reigns' family celebration, the USO SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Roman Universal Champion. Finn Balor came out, requested a universal title match. Well, he didn't request. He was like, I'm getting it. Like, John Cena took so much shit, I'm getting it. We're still going to see Roman versus Finn on SmackDown. I think someone is is going to interrupt it. We saw Brock Lesnar return at SummerSlam, major, super major. I think Brock is going to interrupt that match. And what I think for Finn is they're going to do their babyface booking where the babyface gets screwed and, screwed and screwed and screwed and screwed, and they just get an edge, and they finally win at a certain point. I don't know when Finn is going to win, but I think he's going to beat Roman for the Universal Title at some point. If if maybe it's WrestleMania, which will be fire. Maybe he brings the demon out.
2: You mean say Demon King? I don't now, know. Now, if you say the Demon King's gonna be there, you might have soaked me on that right. match, boy. Right.
1: But I I think Finn is gonna get it at some point. But um. For yeah, I guess how do we see the Roman Heyman Brock thing playing out? Because Heyman looked conflicted. Heyman was not invited into Roman Reigns locker room until Roman arrived. and like, he was like, yo, your family. Like, and that kind of made me think, like, oh, Roman is like,
3: yeah, that's like,
1: him, like yo, it looked like Roman was conflicted at SummerSlam. Then he comes back, he's like, Heyman, your family. It seems like he wants that allegiance. He's craving that allegiance. And I think that just makes a perfect opportunity for Heyman to turn on Roman. So
2: how do y'all think that's gonna play out? With Big Show guess. Brock 2.0. Heyman's fucking roaming over for sure. Like I don't know if he's gonna lose the match behind it, but he's fucking roaming over for sure. Like would he might
3: turn like uh would that turn Roman face. I mean I'm not in in the end. Like I it?
2: think I think Roman's kind of at the point like Becky, where it's like even if he has a face, he's still kind of like talking shit. Like his face he'll know him purely depends on whether or not he's like who he's actually wrestling that match. Like he's, Bro, his his character is kind of consistent. Yeah, his yes. character is down the, the same. rock. Now. Yeah, people play off him, and it's like so. I think he I can see a few where it's like, oh okay, maybe it's like a triple threat and Finn wins, but you know Heyman screwed Roman over, so him and Brock have a feud. He beats Brock, and then he goes on to face Finn, and like. Maybe he's technically a babyface, but he's still like the tribal chief character and shit. Like I, I feel like even his matches now, he's not even doing like the like let me like fucking vice grip you till you pass out shit anymore. Like he's more so just winning and just yeah. talking shit about it. He's not even doing like the healers post stuff. So I Has think he, he can easily again? be spun. Be, did he, he um, see him with a spear? Speared him, yeah. Because okay. Cena tried to do the spear himself and missed. Okay. I'm not missed, but got countered. Yeah, and it wasn't like no low down. Like it was yeah, Superman be, punch, clean spear, straight up clean, yeah, straight up, yeah. So I think, I, I just think that Heyman has shown where his allegiance is lying. I think Heyman's better with Brock because Roman can talk. Roman having Heyman is like a garnish, whereas Brock needs Heyman to a certain point. Like Brock needs Heyman to do the talking. We know this at this point. And so I think that's, it just makes the most sense to have Heyman go back that way. And then you could have two major storylines, one with Brock and one with Roman
0: that are separate. Okay. Word. Uh, to jump into NXT,
1: what do we think dethrones Samoa Joe?
2: I made my point very clear. Walter, throwing him out. was going to be <laughs> your next NXT champion? Yeah, I've been working on that one uh, for a while. See, so yeah, I think Walter. I think, I, like...
3: Has it been confirmed he's in the states? Is he in the states for good?
2: Last thing I, I heard, they they asked him to come to the roster. I don't know if he's confirmed that he is. This is wishful thinking. I'm trying said, to manifest it.
3: He said he was open to it. Last I heard, I heard he was open to it, more so than fact, he was maybe a year ago. He's like he, talk because honestly, keeping his deck, nothing he can do in UK anymore. He's no, beat everybody. Yeah, he beat everybody. He beat everybody. Watched everybody. Yeah,
2: literally yeah. everybody.
3: Yeah, they could run. They could run him versus Off three. They could run that if they want to.
2: Save it for a big crowd. Save it for yeah, like I, would, I would.
3: save that probably. But um, yeah. Look, if anybody's beating Joe right now, I, damn, I'm thinking. I kind of want to see say Pete Dunne. I feel He's like alive. they have. I feel like they have something planned for Pete Dunne. They gave him a whole stable. They, you know what I mean? They, he getting a lot of mic time, a lot of TV time. They've been teasing this match for a minute. I don't think Joe's holding that belt for very long. Um, yeah. so I feel like whoever his next opponent is, that's who's taking it off of him off of the off rip. Cause I mean, it seems like he's more gonna have more so a backstage role. He might have he might be like the uh how like triple H is on the main roster. He'll have a match every big kind of takeover. But other than that, oh that's hard. Okay, yeah. I don't see, I, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't see perfect, him like yeah. working
2: a lot. Like he's not gonna be working like T V. Yeah. That's smart. That's really smart. Yeah. I have a I have a point I'd like to make. Sure. um completely unrelated to what we we're talking about um this is something i've just been feeling deeply in my soul i still need to say here in this safe space i think omas should win king of the ring mm. i feel yes. like yes 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 the yes, main yes, yes, roster yes. is lacking since they let braun and the fiend go and then drew is like a baby face they're really lacking like a monster heel figure to have, like, babyface his face. Like, besides, like, Bobby, who, like, is, again, not a monster. He's, like, just whatever Bobby is. Bro, he's point. like Kane. Yeah, they need – but they don't have even have a Kane where they could just throw him in a match. So I think they need to build up Omos to be that. I think he lost a tag belt. That was a cool run. I think he's shown that he can work enough, he can talk enough, or even if you want to still give him a manager or something, that's fine. But I think they should have him roll through the King of the Ring tournament win that shit. He doesn't have to get a title shot right afterwards. You could have him just be King Omos or whatever the fuck you want to call him. But I just think that's like, that needs to happen in the worst way. And I just King feel that like so strongly. I, I had to say it. I had to say it to someone. This is the King thing Omos. with Omos,
3: the thing with Omos though is that like, I feel like he's almost too likable to be a heel. I feel like people want to cheer for Omos. Yeah, he, he, people yeah. want to cheer for the dude. I think low key, I think he could end up being a face sooner than later. Cause like mm. I don't want to boo this guy. He's, he's funny, you know what I mean. That's he's he's kind of charming. He gets a good look. Well. He, can yeah, he dress it. well, you know what <laughs> I mean. He might he, he might end like up being a fade. I feel like you know uh, AJ is gonna piss him off to the point we just knock that nigga out, and then that's kind of yeah. where he just he's on his own. And that's when he, that's when we're gonna see if he can sink or swim. Yeah, but if he don't have AJ with him it's just him solo, I mean, like you said, unless he finds some kind of manager or something, but we gonna yeah. we gonna see about almost. But I mean, I'm not mad at it. I also, I don't want any more King gimmicks. No more King gimmicks. I hate King gimmicks. After Corbin, I'm done. I no, think no I th- more King gimmicks, please.
1: I, I think it just shouldn't go as long as Corbin did. Corbin was King of the Ring for two years. Like it shouldn't go that long. Like when Sheamus did it, it was like a good eight month to a year. William Regal, eight months to a year, like shit like that. Like don't don't make it as long as Corbin's. They called him they called Corbin King Corbin for two years, All, yeah. over two years.
3: Like, that's,
0: that's too much. That's that's we're not, too much. Well, now he's happy, Corbin, so. Right, right. Yo, it's literally that on the WWE website, and I love it. It's the greatest <laughs> thing of all time.
2: <laughs> I love Karen Corbin. But,
0: yeah, no, I mean, maybe I'll call him King of Moss. But
2: I just think, again, they're just lacking some size, strangely. Like, not necessarily, like, physical size. Like, they have Drew and Bobby, like, mass. But, like, they don't have anyone scary, like, really on the, on the main roster at all who's wrestling. Like, there's know. no one... Who would yeah. show up like the big show used to show up and be like, oh fuck Mark Henry's here or something like that.
1: You know what I would like to see? If Almost does win King of the Ring, go to SmackDown, feud with Apollo Cruz for King you know? of like African king type shit. Like make that a whole thing.
2: Well, where kind of forever promo? Apo- you know, that Pro- movie. Pro- drops. Later. Hey, nigga, if hey, somebody man. throws up
3: the X, I'm turning the TV off. I swear to God. <laughs> I'll turn that <laughs> shit right off. Oh, if I see a nigga throw the X up, nope, I'm out. <laughs> Y'all yeah, lost me. Racial angle. No, that, that when it's a racial angle. And that's when lost <laughs>
1: me. Um, one thing I do want to throw out, uh, one more thing before we get into our rewrite, um, Lashley, Lashley defeated, well defeated Goldberg by a technicality at SummerSlam, uh, gave his son a full Nelson. And now it's like, you know, my thing was, I wanted Goldberg to be Lashley because I didn't think Lashley had anywhere else to go. I wanted to see Goldberg beat him because I'm tired of him as champion, but he's still champion. And we saw Damian Priest come out. We saw the whole Sheamus-Drew thing, and that immediately make us think, oh, Fatal 4-Way. Where does Lashley go from here as WWE champion? You know, he's had the women. He's got MVP. He's going to have MVP until Lord knows how long, until they break up. Where Who is Lashley's logical next opponent? Because I don't think they're going to do Damian Priest as U.S. champion facing Lashley for the title. They haven't done a champion versus champion type feud in quite some time. If they do Drew again, people are going to be like, oh, Drew, and Sheamus, Sheamus could be a good opponent, but it seems like Sheamus wants to get that U.S. title back. So, like, where does Lashley go from here?
3: Well, we know it can't be Drew if they if they if they uh, if WB Creative is of are men and women of their word, Drew, Drew don't get no more title shots. But exactly. this, is also, this is also WWE, so they can find some kind of loophole. But they, um, they be ignoring technicalities. <laughs> they, they be ignoring the shit out, not even technicalities. Straight up rules. They're <laughs> like fuck it. But um, I think I think for at least for now, for Extreme Rules, it's going to be Sheamus. I I think a lot of things we have to think about when it comes to the main roster is that. The draft is coming up, so I think they're kind of just biding time until the draft, at least on Raw, they're kind of just biding time until the drafts where they know where the roster is going to be, because at this point, he doesn't have any real, like, threats to him on Raw outside of Drew. I don't think they're going to give him Damian Priest as early because Priest just won the belt. I don't think they want him. Someone has to lose in that kind of feud, and I don't think you want your brand new champion Priest losing, and Lashley just hasn't lost much of anything in the past, what, year and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, Sheamus could take the L, and you know the match you could have been because this is probably, I think in-ring-wise, one of Sheamus' best years ever. I think he's been fantastic all year. He, he, all hits, no misses. So, I mean, at least for now, for Extreme Rules, I can see it be Sheamus, Sheamus, just at least for this pay-per-view.
2: After that, I don't know. I think it's time for Bobby, like at this point in his run – like the the opponent can't be purely like another wrestler i think it has to be like the odds like i think this time it needs to be like a multi-man match like i think he's had enough one-on-one matches where it's like the the threat needs to be now more so like it's not just one person it's like oh the person but also just this type of match so whether it's like a ladder match or a triple threat match i think they're just needing to add something where it's like the sheer number of people it's what's also partially scary so you could have seamus in the match but then have like you know, ricochet in the match, have whoever the fuck you want in the match. And you could have Bobby even still go over. But I think he's had enough solo feuds where it's like, okay, like, clearly he can't make just, like, these emotional stories work. You need some other type of element to it. So have it purely be like, you know, these people won this tournament there in the match. Like an Elimination Chamber-style thing where it's just, like, three-man steel cage match. That's
0: just what it is. So, here's... <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, you guys you guys gotta stick with me on this one. Here's uh here's what I think. I agree, Sheamus at extreme rules that happens. Um I think Bobby makes it to Elimination Chamber as champion. And um that's when we see the rise of the great Maharaja. Jinder Mahal takes the, the WWE <laughs> takes it at at Elimination Chamber, because here's the thing about Jinder Mahal. You got to remember, like the first, one of the first things you got to remember is that this is a big motherfucker, bro. Like, so you He's like fuck, like he only played like when he was when he would take a clean pen in the ring or whatever, as a mid Carter or whatever. He was only playing that role or whatever. But when they have him where I can see where they're putting him, look what it looks like to me is like not really mid card it's like if it's mid card it's very top of the mid card and it's probably going to be more so lower tier championship kind of stuff or whatever i feel like he weasels his way into elimination chamber because of like how pissed off he is with someone else like someone else like how think about it like drew is a contender for the championship still or whatever right but if there was to be a multi-man match, and you're trying to like sell a multi-man match, and you've got like maybe like feuds that you want to put into the match, who is Drew feuding with right now? Gender, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's gonna stay in that that mode where he's feuding with people who are on a championship level, and then when there's an opportunity to do that multi-man match, he gets put into it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've watched the way Gender Mahal wrestles, especially now recently, or whatever. He does sneaky shit so smartly or whatever. And and a lot of times that I can just see him winning the championship that way, like in an elimination chamber. I can see him like maybe maybe making it seem like kind of playing to the fact. I'm sorry, playing to the idea that he might be eliminated already, at least according to the two guys who are left or two or three guys who are left or whatever. And then that's how he gets his win. Like he just comes in (laughs) at the end and does some some underhanded stuff like that. But yeah, I had to. I had to galaxy brain this one, man. I was just like, listen, we got to go. Gender Mahal, it's got to happen at Elimination Chamber. He goes Seamus first, and then Gender Mahal takes it <laughs> at Elimination Chamber, and I just want to see the chaos from there. You
3: really, you really don't want me to watch Raw, huh? Because I promise you, Gender Mahal wins that belt. I'm not watching Raw ever again.
2: Well, they'll have additional fans in me because I'll be back. But no, I, I could see that. I could see even a scenario where like gender or I guess it would be in this case, whoever convinces Drew that, like, if you help me beat Bobby, I'll give you a shot. Because you can't face Bobby, but you can face me type shit. And I can Bash. see Jinder appealing to Drew in that way, being like, I'll give you the shot. Just, like, help me beat him. And so I think I can see it.
1: I would love that. I would love that. Um, I think, yeah, that, that 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 galaxy brain is something that I think they would do. Like, because no one expected Jinder to get the rain. he did.
0: This is why did. this is why I say it because I'm like when it happened the first time y'all motherfuckers didn't see it coming and it was ridiculous. Yeah, why do you think it would happen any other way the next time?
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, to jump into our rewrite now, we didn't really touch on this too much. We're going to touch on more in the par- Patreon segment, but uh, CM Punk returned to pre- professional wrestling. Now we know he returned to commentary on professional wrestling on WWE backstage, but he is officially signed to AEW. He's shown up on AEW now to give you some background on uh, Phil Brooks, AKA CM Punk. He is a former ROH world champion. He is a two-time WWE champion, a three-time world heavyweight champion, an intercontinental champion, an ECW champion, a world tag team champion, the fastest WWE triple crown champion, a back-to-back Money in the Bank winner, a former 2011 Slammy Awards Superstar of the Year. He was voted Wrestler of the Year in 2011, 2012. As we know, he left in 2014 after being a bit disgruntled with the WWE. Um, But, you know, I, I can say as a lifelong WWE fan, as someone who was emotionally invested in the WWE for a while, CM Punk was one of my favorite wrestlers for a while and him leaving and his commentary on WWE after leaving and just everything towards that has kind of soured me on him. But 2006 to 2011 CM Punk, to 2013 CM Punk really is just incredible work. So like, regardless of how he's acting now, I'll never forget, you know, what he was to me and everything that he accomplished and everything that he brought to the brand and how he, I don't want to call him a a game changer, but he might have changed the game a bit. Like in terms, like people call his era. He definitely did. He did. He did. He did. Like if we talk about the the reality era of WWE, where work shoots became more of a thing and all these wrestlers are doing it now. We talk about complaining about part-time wrestlers. We talk about just, Bring in these real world elements to wrestling and making it tangible for everyone. Not See, even
3: I'm, that. I mean, I'm not trying to cut you off, but like, go ahead, go ahead. Go he, ahead. he was thinking about it. He was the first like indie darling WWE hired in a long time. That was, he was like he was the first one before you know because at that point they were still you know hiring Luther Reigns and you know uh, Snitsky. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. They weren't signing guys like Punk, Punk was the first one. He he made that much of an impact on the indies. Where the point like, yeah, we gotta sign this dude yeah he next up so he even changed yeah. the whole culture in wwe just off of who they signed
1: yeah that's facts he signed all his indie friends after too. after he yep. left like Ooh. it's it's crazy it's crazy um so we're gonna talk about him and him leaving and how we would rewrite that but first i want to get y'all thoughts on cm punk now chan and cc i know there were there was a part of wwe where y'all kind of got disengaged and weren't watching us which were y- we all there for the cm punk rise and how hot this was. was
0: this was that time. Like my nigga, I fell off around oh six, oh seven, around that time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get back. I didn't get I didn't really start paying attention again until maybe 2015. And then mm-hmm. like by 2017, I was regularly back on it. Right. So literally his time I missed. <laughs> like his whole time. Yeah. But I yeah. it was crazy though. I was on the internet though. I heard it. Like I was hearing it all the fucking time. I was like, yo, who is this nigga? I cannot stop hearing about this nigga. Yeah.
2: I'm not going to be honest with you, CM Punk does nothing for me. Like it is it is just never. Ooh. It's I know he means a lot to y'all, but like it's it's just never. Ooh. I just have never cared. Like it's just one of these or maybe it's like just my own personal biases, but like the whole angle of like y'all don't respect me enough. Mm-hmm. it coming from a guy who looks like him is just it just has always fallen on deaf ears for me it's just like mm-hmm. okay god all right CM, him all right god mm-hmm. like i just it's just a lot of grievance politics for me it's just always something with you bro it's always something dog like mm-hmm. he, the moveset is cool but even like the whole like indie more It's just never it's just i feel like what is alistair black not giving you that CM? like what is what do you can you not get from malachi black at this point you know <laughs> um and so like I just said, he's just never done anything for me. And so, like, I know he's important to people, and I understand he's, like, a good wrestler, objectively speaking. Like, I'm not dogging him out. But, like, though the emotional response people have to him one way or the other is just never landed with me. I just think, in general, like, one thing i found as I've gotten older is, like, I'm purely into wrestling for the entertainment. Like, I don't – the, like, political, like, aspect of it – not, like, politics, like, you know, Democrat, but, like, the actual, like – sense of, like, identity and, like, culture, like, about wrestling and wrestling fandom, that kind of stuff doesn't wash over me. Like, indie wrestling and stuff and, like, the hierarchy of, like, knowing the shit, like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, being a part-time wrestler doesn't offend me. Like, it doesn't bother me. I I have no issue with the John Cena coming back for a match and then leaving. Like, that kind of shit never moved me. But I think that's just the re- era of wrestling, like, I grew up watching was with these people who all went to become actors. Like, no, The Rock's my favorite wrestler, so it doesn't bother me. So, I just, like, I just want to preface that going into it because it's going to tame my rewrite. Mm-hmm. I just want you guys to know that, but it's just, <laughs> I'll let y'all go. I'm not going to speak ill of him because I don't think anything negative. I just don't think any, I mean, I just have no opinion of him. It's just like, yeah, hey, I guess like right. it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's a cool finisher. I like going to sleep. GTS that's cool. is hard. It's hard. Boy, that's cool. When he hits that right, that's hard. Like that's some hard shit. His little and knee, like, knee combo to the yeah. bulldog in, in, in the corner. That's your and the way people react to him so viscerally, like I have to respect him. Like the way the pop right. comes when he gets, like I'm, I can never front on him. It's just that, like, it's more so I'm excited for him. He
0: had grown <laughs> ass niggas crying, crying, was I was and then I went on the internet and I read stories about girlfriends talking about their boyfriends crying, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs>
2: Sean nigga back, bro. But I get it though, because that's how I feel when, like, whenever Bray Wyatt comes back, mm-hmm. I, that's how I feel. So I get it, you know? <laughs> and you guys hate Bray Wyatt. So it's like it's fine. You can have your thing. I have my thing. You know, everyone's right. got something. Quan, you look like you got something to say, bro. Go, go, go for it. Go for
3: it. What about Punk? Yeah. Okay, so y'all ever had that phase in your life where like you and well, not you like. Like y'all, all, y'all are all hip hop heads, So like, I yeah. ever had that phase of your life where like I did really listen to like whatever they got on the radio right now. It's that bullshit. Oh, like yeah. that real shit.
2: Oh, <laughs> <That> <laughs> SoundCloud shit. Yeah, yes. or like whatever. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I don't yeah.
3: want to hear. This, I don't want to hear this fucking. You know, back when I was on the forums yeah. in like 2008, yeah. and, oh y'all, here's that little lame bullshit. That new Q Tip album just came out. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I guess. Yeah. No, so, I know, you know what you're talk about <laughs> So <laughs> that was that was me, except with wrestling. So. When oh yeah was, i'm the opposite that's funny so when i was like in <laughs> you my, a hipster when i was You're a wrestler like, v- very much so so like <laughs> when i when i was in high school i kind of discovered like wrestling forums and then i discovered tna right because mm. i didn't know there was like other wrestling outside like i started watching wrestling in like late 99 2000 all i knew was there was wbf and WCW and then WCW was like by that point WCW was already garbage so I wasn't, watching, yeah. I wasn't watching it so I didn't know there's other wrestling I didn't know indie wrestling existed until I was on the internet and I found out about TNA and then I found out about ring of honor <clears throat> and then at that point I heard about this dude CM Punk he had a, a fucking 90 minute Iron Man match with Chris Hero in IWA Mid-South and like I think it was like 2003 or something like that and that, So I started hearing about this guy. Now, mind you, back then, 90-minute 90, ninety minute match, uh, you know, I'm all about that. 2021? Oh if I watched oh it, God. I would never in my fucking life watch that match. <laughs> but at the time, I was oh, I was such a geek In that point. So I was, like, completely out of WWF. Like, I was solely watching indie wrestling. If you have any trivia about indie wrestling from that era, from, like, 2003 all the way to about 2007, I probably know it. But <clears throat> I think him getting signed on the ECW... At the time, really kind of got me back into WWE.
1: Right.
3: So it was kind of like, oh, did, oh, Punk's over there. All right, well, Punk's over there. I'm over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was yes. fucking with Punk. And at that point, it was just like, yeah, he was cool, man. I, I loved, I loved his run. I think he had a fantastic run. He did he won a lot of championships. Um, and then you know, eventually everything that happened after the Royal Rumble, which we're gonna get into, but everything that happened after the Royal Rumble, when he left, and then he did the podcast with Colt Cabana, and then mm-hmm. which you know like. I'm totally fine with being like hating on your ex employer, you know what I mean? Get your shit off. I didn't even give Bronson Reed shit for like all the tweets he was doing. I'm like, you know what? You just lost your job. I get it. But the thing with Punk was, it just kept going. Yes, yeah. for years. Like, yeah. bro, like i I'm it's like somebody talk, talking about their ex, bro. Like, yeah, okay, like, we get it, bro. Let's broke nigga. your like, heart. Let it yeah. go, bro. You gotta like, move it's been on. Years, dog, and that kind of <laughs> soured me on Punk. But right like, but I don't
2: care though. But I don't care though. It's like, yeah, okay, bro. Yeah, still
3: talking <laughs> about cared. it. You care, like when he when he like spads out on the Miz over like some stupid little joke Miz made on on um, what the hell that's your backstage and like he had a whole like fit about like Saudi Arabia. I'm like, yo, relax, bro. Like it's not even that deep. <laughs> so like so, with all that being said, after that whole long drawn out thing, it's just like, all in all, I watched. You know, obviously, I watched AEW for you know the War Report, and I. <laughs> For the first time, it looks like he's happy. Yeah, yeah. No, he look he looked to... like he was ecstatic in that ring. And I'm like, yeah. I'm so happy he finally found peace. I, I was like, I know he he made a little comment about WWE in the first promo. Hopefully, I don't hear that God. shit ever again. I, I don't want to hear about it no more. Please, Punk, you're an AEW now. You've got anything. a new girl now, bro. Yeah, you bro. Girl. So happy with her. Like, <laughs> so, so hopefully going forward, I don't I don't have to deal with all that. You know. Yeah. Because that was my only complaint about Punk, really. I never had a problem with him in the ring. I thought he was cool. Yeah. There was a time in WWE where I still kind of fell out of it because I was just, like, 18 and I was outside trying to, like, Have sex with girls or whatever. So I wasn't watching in like 2008, like especially that Friday Night SmackDown when he was on SmackDown. Whatever year he was on, I wasn't watching that shit. 2008 SmackDown was lit. I I know, I know it was, but I was outside. I I was outside. I didn't care about skating, right, (laughs) nigga. I was outside, outside, bro. I was, 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 was 18. I just got a car. Come on, I graduated high school. I wasn't that. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't home on a Friday night, y'all. Oh, walk
2: around the mall type shit. (laughs) I let out. I feel
1: you. So. Um, with all of this considered, we know in 2014, Punk was supposed to face Triple H at WrestleMania, and he, he walked out prior to that. Now, I want to talk about what would have happened if he didn't walk out, how you build to that Triple H feud. Now, this is after, you got to think about it. This is a, a year after he faced Undertaker at WrestleMania. He feuded with The Shield. He you know he had his long 434 day run as WWE champion which was ended by the Rock like he has got a lot of things that he's kind of angry about for lack of a better word. So going into a Triple H feud after he faced Triple H in 2011 like right after he he got cashed in on by Alberto Del Rio he faced Triple H and he lost it. So how would you guys have built toward that Triple H feud and beyond that after that feud ended who who would have won that feud and what would you do with
0: CM Punk after the fact All right let me go first because mine's going to be short and sweet um let him let him be himself that's how you build to him and Triple H he really hated them niggas so let him really hate them niggas on TV so the fans could be like you know what they fucking my nigga over and then that's how you get like kind of how we have with Becky now or whatever where it's just like, we wanted her to win for so long that we don't care if she do fuck shit. Like with Punk or whatever, like, you know, he could actually complain about real shit. And he'd be like, you can look this up, this is real or whatever. And he could like pull out shit that you could actually look up and it could be part like he could keep doing the work shoots and shit like that, right? So you could have him doing that or whatever. And then Triple H is basically just saying like, you know, like, you're, like what you're doing is not great for business, blah, blah, blah. And now you have like your business versus like, you know, kind of like the rebel. Uh, storyline. And then boom, you got that. And then from, for from now on, after that, CM Punk beats Triple H at WrestleMania, or whatever. From now on after that, you got CM Punk, the rebel, or whatever. And he has that character always. It doesn't matter what you like, he can feud with anybody, blah, 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 like you could submit him right there. That's the way I see it going. I can only go to the moon, because that's all I can see for him. Right? I, mean, I don't know enough. Would you would you have him win a world title again? Yeah, but I wouldn't have him do that until like um, probably Royal Rumble. I let him go until I let him go past SummerSlam too. I'd have him just get into because between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, I don't think there's like really good reason or good time to like really build a real feud out of nowhere for like a championship or whatever. I think that has to come over time. And I think it helps, right? Because if you have him going up against, like, what are like would be, like, you know, the official, like, WWE or whatever, think about it. If he doesn't get a championship for a long time, he am like, look, and think about it. I just beat Triple H, one of the greatest of all times at WrestleMania, and I still haven't gotten a championship. And the crowd's going to be like, damn, man, you right, dog. What the fuck? blah, blah. And then, boom, that's how you build him for Royal Rumble. Like, yeah. So that's just the way I saw it going. Jan, you look like you got
2: galaxy brain working. Talk to us. I should never ask. <laughs> um, so I think I think you I think with mo- as with most feuds later on in people's career you got to go personal. I think what you kind of at this point he was uh, he was like fe- feuding with the shield, but he had this kind of conspiracy theory that the authority was like still fucking with him, still orchestrating this attack. And so I think what you do in the way CM Punk loves to do with his old work shoot thing is you have him basically like strike out and be like. Y'all are trying to, like, basically, like, screw me over. So I'm going to screw y'all over. And so basically he needs to start attacking the authority. So he starts going after, Mm. like, Stephanie, going after their kids, going after Linda, you know, just getting to it. So at that point, Triple H is like, you know what? You pipsqueak, I beat you once. I do it again. I see a WrestleMania, you know, Triple H come down, God entrance, you know, with the gold and things on him. Um, you know, bike type shit, he's in the ring. Sam Punk goes to the ring, super loud pop. You know, the match goes on for about 10 minutes. Sam um, Punk is poised to hit to go to sleep. And then he hears the most dangerous four words in wrestling. Do you guys know what that is? What's that? Um, and in case you guys are wondering, this, is, this really did happen two years down the road in a different context, so this is precedent, but four words, here comes the money. Shane O'Mac entrance drops. CM Punk is stunned. What could it be? Shane O'Mac. Shane comes out. CM Punk is looking at him. Shane said, You thought you could take out the McMahon? You thought you come for my family? Duh, 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 duh. He got the jersey on. Distracted. Turn around. Kick to the stomach. Pedigree. One, two, three. Triple H wins. CM Punk irate. He goes backstage, catches Vince and Grill, like, I need your son. Now I need a match right now, and so James like, let's do it. Fuck it, like me and you, like let's go. We go right now the middle of fucking WrestleMania. Let's make it happen. Unsanctioned match. CM Punk, Shane O'Mac brawling out. The set I believe had like some like one of those like hats on top of it. It was New Orleans WrestleMania. New Orleans, you know, New little hats. You know, the one little, little hats. Shane jumping, match, yes. yeah, jumping off that shit. Crashing into this fucking set. Misses CM Punk. CM Punk wins. Crowd's going dummy. Everyone's losing their mind. He walks to the crowd. Vince comes out to check on him. And he's like, hey, yo, Vince, by the way, I fucking quit. Jocelyn Mike walks out of WrestleMania mid-show. Legend shit. God, shit. I took your son out and I quit mid-show. Who's ever quit during middle WrestleMania? Who's done that? J- that's what CM- JBL did. So that's, yo. that's a big okay. deal. Fair. That's but a big like, do. <laughs> no, CM Punk doing it is yeah, bigger. It's bigger. It would be hard. And it would be like on some real shit, like I'm really pissed at you type shit. Like more, more than blowing the kiss at John Cena, like yeah. I took your son out and I'm quitting right in the middle of shit and walking out in the crowd. And that's that's the end of CM Punk. Because I don't think wow. there's any way for it to, to stretch him out. Because like the issues he had re- reasonably in the fuse he's already had, there's really nowhere to go with it. Like you can't really like give him another title run to appease him because then you're just like, bending the will of the company to CM Punk, which is just like not going to happen. And so I feel like what you need to do is you need to just make the ending, which would end up being much more of a fizzle as like a huge, like a bang, a catastrophe, like something that's like insane. And I don't think Vince is in a position to have a reasonable match against CM Punk. Like that just doesn't work. So I think having Shane come in as like the predecessor, because like I said, he comes in two years later and has the Undertaker storyline, which is truly, you're talking about raw creative, not remembering some shit they were, he's supposed to not be like on TV at all. He was on TV like the next week. And so like, I think you get rid of that feud and have that feud instead be the CM Punk kind of quick comeback match. Bang out. I love that. I love
1: that. Quan, how would how would you rewrite CM Punk's 2014 if he did not leave? All
3: right, so there's so many variables that go into this because at the same time that Punk is... Looking like he's on his out, on the outs, we got another another young man by Brian Danielson, aka Daniel Bryan, who's mm-hmm. on the up and ups. Mm-hmm. And he's also kind of in a feud with the authority. And at that point, they were kind of teaming up, and so it's, ah, it's so weird because like the way it looked, the way it was looking, either Punk was going to have Triple H, like you said, or he could have Kane at WrestleMania. Yep. But it seemed it seemed like. It was more so Kane getting involved with Punk. He's the one who threw him. And was it wasn't him and Big Show threw Punk out yeah. at the Rumble. Yep. So, I mean, this is the problem. I feel like they still could have did Kane. Punk versus Kane. I think the match would have been fine. I don't think that's what Punk would have wanted, though. But no way. No that's way. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I guess they could have still won with Triple H in the long run. I think that Punk should have should win because I think regardless of who Triple H was facing that year. I think the uh, the authority was so powerful that I feel like Triple H need to lose whoever he wrestled that night. He needed to lose that just so you know he wasn't too OP. Mm-hmm. The
2: problem. When does is is that ever stop Triple H from? <laughs> I know, when is I know. that logic ever <laughs>
3: broken? <sir? laughs> Me? <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> too OP? Never. Never. But like, at that point, if he. But also, the other thing is like, I don't know if. Punk was going to take time off after that. I, it seemed like he wanted to, but he wasn't sure. He was like, what will Harvey Race do? Like, he ain't no bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to give know? Vince the satisfaction to also being like, yeah, let me step back for a while. He's like, yeah, white he, he, like,
3: he didn't want to lose that spot. Yeah. So I'm thinking if he were to leave, I guess Shipwitch could go over and then, you know, eventually he comes back, you know, whenever, how long it took, hopefully, like ideally, like SummerSlam time, and then they can run it back. Around that time, and, you know, then, yeah, around Rumble time, maybe even have him win the Rumble. I don't know what they do in that in-between from, you know... Sean Michaels would
2: have to get involved somehow if Triple H is in a feud that long. Somehow Shawn Michaels has to get yeah, involved. Yeah, you know, that's, just, go. that's contractually obligated him. Or, 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 or One you of the throw, two have to get involved point,
3: in it. Or at that point, you throw in Seth, because at that point, Seth was already money in the yeah. bank. Yeah. So yeah. got Punk, now you got Punk Seth. Mm-hmm. They, you, they've already had history from all the Shield matches they had previous, because, mm-hmm. like, the last... But yeah, I'm looking at cage match right now. The last couple of matches Punk had was against the Shield, so yeah, we get there. So now three we on got, one. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. yeah. So now we got you got Seth Punk for the fall if we want to do that. While he has money in the bank, so you, and then you know Seth is okay for Seth because you know WWE loves having you know briefcase holders lose matches for some reason anyway. Uh, yeah. So so you have you run that and then you know come uh, Rumble time if they want to go that route, they can go Punk wins the Rumble and mm. or you know where they go brian whatever you know but one of those two who ended up winning that, that year after that Who? Was 2015
2: that? was roman roman oh shit because <laughs> then the next one is uh, so triple H. Is- hashtag make roman look strong you feel yeah me? damn could you imagine <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing he's done too much you can't give him off he's like pissed everybody off like he's burnt off the bridge punk, punk, punk
1: never won a rumble though so that's the only thing like you never yeah. want a rumble that, that's, that's the only thing his WWE resume was missing was a Rumble win and a U.S. title run.
2: <laughs> I'll say what that was. So the 24 7 championship is nothing to you? That's what you're saying to me? It, it wasn't there at that point, brothers. It's here now, though. <laughs> he was on backstage. He could have got it or whatever that Fox show was. <laughs> he could have. He could have. He could have. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nah, that's,
1: I feel that. I think for me, I think the most logical thing would be to have him go over Triple H in that feud. Make it very personal. Like, I like the inclusion of Stephanie. I think you bring Shane in earlier than mm-hmm. actual, actual WrestleMania. You bring Shane in, you have CM Punk hit him with a GTS. Like, CM Punk is just like, yo, fuck all y'all. Yeah, y'all have helped me yeah. back. Y'all, yeah, yeah. like, I'm glad y'all are putting Brian at this point, but even with Brian, you're making him earn his time to get into a world title match. Like, fuck you, Triple H. Like, fight me. He beats Triple H. I definitely like the whole Rollins feud, especially with Rollins' Money in the Bank winner. Like after Rollins wins Money in the Bank, you have Punk as the only back-to-back Money in the Bank winner. You have him target Rollins and you try to get him to win it from Rob Rollins in like a ladder match or something. And then Ooh, you have- that'd be cool. Then you have Triple H screw him, and then you give CM Punk a world title match against P- Brian because I-, I would like to see the Brian and Punk. Feud would run it back again with punk where he was at and brian where he was at assuming brian doesn't get injured like i think that would be a really good feud it would kind of give me like brian cena feels where they're both just at the peak of their talents they're both superstars that people like and they're just going at it and they lack respect for each other but um yeah and uh and i think you have i think you have punk lose though ultimately you have brian go over and like I, I I would have want Brian to have a long run and then eventually get cashed in on by um, Rollins at some point, not at WrestleMania, probably prior to that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you have Punk, B Triple H, Feud with the Shield a little more, Feud with the Rollins, lose to Brian. I think uh, in 2015, with KO coming up, Instead of having him go up to Cena and beat him, you have KO come up and beat CM Punk with the NXT title. And then you have CM Punk be like, yo, fuck this main roster shit. I'm about to go to NXT and conquer this shit. If they didn't want me to conquer the main roster, I'm about to go up to NXT and win the NXT title. So you have CM Punk and KO feud for a while over the NXT title. And then you look at NXT at that time, you got Finn Balor, you got Samoa Joe, you got all those guys that were down there. I think if CM Punk goes down and kind of like, acts like that older mentor type guy, but it's like, nah, I'm here for myself. He could end up elevating a lot of talent. And then you could have those talents come up to Raw and have one-on-one matches with CM Punk as well. So for me, like, I don't necessarily have an end point as to where CM Punk's time would go, but I think integrating him into NXT would help a lot of NXT guys elevate their promos just elevate their their in-ring and it it, it would make the shit a lot more interesting because CM Punk you know whether people hate him or not he 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 was a draw he drew a lot of attention and I think a CM Punk KO matchup whether it's uh whether and aside like leading into that whether it's like one of those debate type things they had or a face off something like that like I think that mic work would just be absolutely incredible so um yeah, I would like to see CM Punk get integrated into NXT in some way. So that's kind of what my rear will be founded on is him helping usher in the next generation of stars, even though he was super selfish and wanted shit
2: for himself. Like if he could put over guys as well, I think that would be fire. Um so yeah, you know I think will be interesting with CM Punk now that you mentioned that, like I I wish there was someone because it would be Roman, but it wouldn't have worked Roman at that point. There was someone who CM Punk talked shit about who could have reasonably stepped to him and been like, no, you talking all this shit about me, come face me. Like, you mm-hmm. talking... Because Roman now could do that. Like, that yeah. if, you know, those stars are somehow. Wrote, they got the money right to have that feud. And Roman was like, no, you was talking all this shit about me. And now where I'm at, like, come see me, bro. Like, you come see me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I wish there was someone... Because that would be the best blow-off for CM Punk is that, like, someone, one of Vince's guys, who's not absolutely hated like Roman was, stepped to Punk and was like, no, like, you're this purist. Like, well, then come face me. You talking all this shit. Let's see it. And then he ends up beating him on some, like, is this your king, you know, Killmonger type shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, goes heel on the crowd. I think that would be the best blow-off. But there's really no one who actually fits that build besides, like, we said Seth and Roman. Yeah. No, 100%.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. I, I would love to see that. a Roman Cena Punk feud at this point. Crazy, like because we saw with Cena and Roman, like there was work shoe stuff, there was shoot stuff. Like Cena was lying, bringing up yeah. the whole Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins. And Cena yeah. was lying, but it still was like, oh, this is fire. Like the fact the shit he was bringing up. Punk, Ooh. whether you agree with his grievances or not, Punk has a lot of shit he could say about Roman, but Roman has a lot of shit he could say about Punk. So that yeah. feud would be incredible.
3: But would you got to remember, this is 2015, Roman. He wasn't... He wasn't built for that yet. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Then <laughs> then of course Roman wouldn't have I'm saying now. Like, today, Roman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, now, yeah absolutely. Point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, oh, Roman yeah. would have to fire for that boy. Yeah, I wish, I, I, I to wish. be honest, Ooh. to be honest, Roman would have got cooked in
1: 2015. If Destroyed. You saw what he
3: did to rock. You saw what Punk did to rock. Yeah, He didn't want that
2: smoke.
1: It would have been ugly. It would have been ugly. But now at this point, I want to
2: pin in this too. Um, are we sure? steam Punk is still wrestle. Are is we he, sure? Is he, is he still what? Can he still wrestle? Are we well, sure? He, he he can like I'm sure
3: he could put we'll on a match. See. He he gonna go like Darby <laughs> Allen and Darby Allen can
2: work, so I'm not worried yeah. about that match. But like he's talking like I want to be a full time wrestler. It's like are you sure you can still do that? Like as after that UFC fight, I'm like bro, I don't know. Like I'm maybe the same. for you.
3: I'm sure he can wrestle, but he gonna look like somehow how Samoa Joe did that takeover. That boy going tired, to be gassed, yeah. tired. He might not make it through the entrance without being gassed out. It's I'm going saying, to be, I, I hope so. I hope Darby bumps his ass off, which I'm sure he will, he'll especially for to. this match. Yeah,
2: more, um, more sting. Like he'll yeah. Have
3: yeah, you got to bump his ass off. It might be. It might even be some gimmicks here and there. Some you know, some uh, who knows what going on. Mm-hmm. 3.0 <laughs> tries to interfere or some shit, and then sting gets involved. It's gonna be a lot of that. I feel yeah. like personally, just because we, I mean, the dude hasn't wrestled in
2: what, seven years? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm worried about. That's like, a that's... long time to not. Because even like, like when like Edge's first match, long? it was stiff. Like you would just tell Edge was just rusty. And that was when yeah. he like, Man.
0: And that was I after, know. I was just going to say, that was after Edge had been working for, what was it, like a year in that ring that he had made for himself? So I'm like, how long has he and Punk been working, like, secretly in a ring? Because it hasn't been.
3: He was working on that TV show, Heels. Shout out to the <laughs> TV. Shout out to Pat. But, like. Shout out to Stars. But, like, that's all he was. I don't think. Yes. I'm pretty sure on, the, on his media scrum, he was like, I haven't wrestled. Like, I just yes. I haven't. So <laughs> he said it's it like, it like riding a bike. Which, I mean, nah, look.
2: Man.
0: We'll see. Right, I'm not yo. If it's really like riding a bike for him, I'm really gonna go back and like start watching right from his era. Like I need to go, I need to go see it. Cause then I'm like, all right, then I got now I gotta respect my nigga. If that it's one that of those point.
2: things too, where it's like you, you can still be a great wrestler, but you just can't wrestle the same exact way you used to wrestle. And I don't know if yeah, he'll course, know man. that having yeah, not wrestled in like so long. It's like it's one thing if you gradually age with your wrestling and say, Yeah, I'm not yeah. fucking Brock doesn't do moonsaults anymore. Like he he fucked up that one time. It's like I'm Good. I'm good, but I'm, that's <laughs> done. <laughs> he should done, be dead. That should be dead today. That's <laughs> done. But, but it's like because he was able to do that and grow from it. Whereas CM Punk, you know, he hasn't done these spots in years. So it's like it'll be interesting to see what spots he tries to do, what stuff he holds off on. Like I'm interested to, see, although I don't pay for AW pay per views out of principle. Um, I'm interested to see you know how that plays out.
3: To be fair, at, by the by that point, 2015 Punk, it was pretty uh, low risk moveset he had going True. on it was he, he wasn't doing <laughs> yeah. too much to t- not anything too wild. he wasn't doing like a pepsi <laughs> plunge or anything like that like True. it was it was pretty uh very wwe safe
0: yeah I it especially
3: because he was wrestling hurt for such a long time Correct. Right. whatever the hell he had going on i feel like he should be okay like i said is this is more so about darby who yeah. we know will kill himself in the ring like almost literally kill himself in the ring so I'm not too... I'm sure the match will be fine. Do I think it'll be some classic? No. It might be classic, yeah. like, off the entrance. You know what yeah. I mean? It might be one of those kind of matches where, like, it's the entrance and, like, every, all the theatrics around it that made it amazing. Like, like Rock Hogan or some shit like that. But outside of that, I, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.